At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the nightcap. Femi Abebefe alongside Holden Kushner. We're in for Tom, Tim and Sean, I should say there. Holden, our host of the Denver CityCast. We have first now met. We've, we've talked in the past, but now we've kind of met in person for the first yes. time today. Uh, glad to have you. How is Vegas treating you? You know, you live out in the Denver area. Uh, it's good. You know, I got into town. There's a lot of games going on. This is the big thing, right? I'm yes, a sir. big baseball guy, big NFL guy. I know you're a huge NFL guy. Mm-hmm. We'd have a great time tonight, try and find some soft spots, see if we could find a live bet in the baseball market. And I'm looking forward to your thoughts in the National Football League because yes. we're all ready, right? We're all oh, ready. Yeah. Let's go. 40-something days to go. Get here already. Buddy, training camp is already underway. We're ready to rock. We're doing the up-downs. We're doing the gassers. We're doing everything to get ready for the season coming up later on this fall. We'll be hanging out with you guys for the next three hours, so make sure to tweet at the show, at VEASAN Live on Twitter, at Holden Radio is where you can find Holden, at Femi Abebefe is where you can find me. A couple great guests joining the show this evening. Russell Brown, National Scout and NFL Draft Analyst for Cover One, joins us in 30 minutes. Which NFL rookies can have an immediate impact? We'll ask Russell, also Mitch Moss, VEASAN host of Follow the Money at 8.15. A couple of big stars in MLB and NBA could be traded any day now. We'll get Mitch's thoughts in the second hour. NFL training camps, like we alluded to, kicking off across the country. We're going to go heavy on the gridiron tonight, discussing MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, and giving early thoughts on all 16 Week 1 games. I cannot wait for that coming up here starting in this hour. But first, Holden, let's start on the baseball diamond. Uh, we got a couple of games that are about to get underway here at 7-10. We'll start over at Dodger Stadium between the Washington Nationals and the L.A. Dodgers. Right now I'm seeing the Dodgers minus 315. So you got to lay heavy juice yeah. if you want to back the Dodgers tonight. Plus 255, the consensus for the Washington Nationals. Eight and a half is our total, and it's juice toward the under. You know, Femi, this is a Dodgers team that's been wonderful on the run line. Right, mm-hmm. they they win by more than one run, more probably than any other team that you're going to see in Major League Baseball out there, Femi. So I looked at them and I said, "Let's hit the run line tonight. Let's go see what the run line is." There you go, Tony Gonsolin. He has he doesn't lose. He only loses All Star games. <laughs> then you got Paolo Espino on the other side. Should be a team that the Dodgers can hit. My issue here, minus one fifty five in the run line. 
Like, how do you bet a minus 155 in the run line? Some people do. For me, that's a long-term losing proposition, mm -hmm. so I'm not going to hit it there. I, I guess there's going to be, hopefully, a spot if the Nationals can jump on the board early, maybe get a one nothing lead, then that run line comes down to closer even money. If they can go up by two runs early, then all of a sudden we're really in a good spot. So I think ultimately with this game, it's either Nationals get up early or a complete fade. And if the Nationals do get up early, then I can see making a, a play there. The Dodgers have been red hot. They've won mm -hmm. eight straight games, 64 and 30, an 11 and a half game lead out there in the National League West. Over in my former neck of the woods there, your former neck of the woods as well, the Pacific Northwest, the Seattle Mariners hosting the Texas Rangers. Seattle, before the All-Star break, had that 14-game win streak. Everybody was loving it. Soto Mojo was back. And then the Houston Astros came to town. They swept them over the weekend. They're the Astros winning three straight. So the Mariners trying to bounce back against the Rangers here. Chris Flexen on the mound. Seattle, a minus 160 favorite at home. Rangers, plus 135. Total sitting at eight and a half. This one is trended toward the over and money also coming in on Texas. That's interesting because you and I were discussing this before the show started. I'm saying to myself, why? Why would there be money coming in on the Rangers? Because they got Glenn Otto on the mound. He's not a, he's not a good pitcher. I mean, just mm. I'm going to put it in layman's term. We <laughs> like attacking Glenn Otto. And on the other side, Chris Flexen, he's pitched really well in his last three outings. So yep. why would money be coming in on the other side? Well, that's because the Mariners just got swept after that. And I think if you're playing narrative here, the money is coming in on the team or against, more against the Mariners because they're coming off that win streak, mm -hmm. not playing as well. Just on paper, this is a massive advantage for Flexen and the Mariners at home against the Rangers. One thing the Rangers could do hit, um, but ultimately I look at these West Coast ballparks just on a personal, uh, a personal matter here. I rarely, if ever, bet overs in these West Coast games. Big ballparks, yeah. cold weather, especially in Seattle. If I had anything to do with it, I actually like the fact that I could get the under in this one. That would be my lean here. As far as the Rangers winning this game, eh, I, I'm uncomfortable. And I think mm -hmm. that's because the only reason why this money's coming in, not because of who the Rangers are, but it's because who they think the Mariners will be in the near term, which is coming back down to earth. Oh, that's You took it right out of my mouth there. I wonder if the market is kind of almost anticipating yeah. a little bit of a regression for the Mariners after playing so well prior to the All-Star break there. We have one game in baseball that has gone final between the Miami Marlins and Cincinnati Reds. The Reds able to take care of business 11-2. to They were minus 135 favorites at home. That goes ahead and cashes, as does the over nine runs. That was juiced to minus 115. So for the folks who bet the over, congratulations to them. In the National League, some games that we have going on right now, and let me know if anything kind of mm -hmm. pops out to you and anything that's really stood out so far uh, through today's slate of baseball. But the Atlanta Braves taking on the Philadelphia Phillies. They lead it 4-3 to three on the road in the bottom of the eighth. The Braves with Max Fried on the mound. They were minus 180, the favorite. The Phillies plus 150. The total's at 8.5. So right now we're at seven runs. We're a little bit in doubt here for that total. Folks sweating that out, whether you bet the over or the under. Also, in Wrigley Field, the Chicago Cubs and Pittsburgh Pirates, the Cubs... Tied up 2-2 in the bottom of the seventh. They went off as minus 145 favorites, plus 125 Pittsburgh. And Colorado and Milwaukee going on at Miller Park there. The Rockies lead it 2-0. They're in the top of the seventh. Rockies plus 165, the dog. And then the Giants and the Arizona Diamondbacks just got underway. They're in the bottom of the second. Still scoreless in that one. Diamondbacks minus 115. The total sitting at 8.5. Yeah, I kind of like the under in that Giants-Diamondbacks. First five under. Mm -hmm. um, I think as this game moves on to that you'll be able to hit the under 
where it sits right now. Uh, you tell me what it, where it is on the board. I guess I can go look at my phone. I'm a huge live mm. better too. Um, but I am having a, a little bit of issue getting the Se- seven lines and right a now. half is where we're at. Right I mean, now. now we're already talking about we're already talking about a ga- inning and a half into this game. Runner on second base with one down. This is something where the line it came down just a little bit of about a run. I would not mind still slamming the under in this game at this point. Two teams that have issues scoring runs. And then when that roof is closed in Arizona, it's a very tough place to hit. Yeah, and get to get folks updated on the American League as well. The Baltimore Orioles, they lead the Tampa Bay Rays 5-1 to one in the bottom of the eighth. The O's were minus 105, a dog, a short dog there. The Rays minus 115 on the road. And then Boston trying to bounce back after what Toronto did to them yeah. this past weekend at Fenway Park. They lead the Cleveland Guardians 3-1 to one in the top of the seventh. Minus 110 each way was the line there, the total at 9.5. The Angels and the Royals out in Kansas City scoreless in the bottom of the sixth. So trending toward the under, go figure there. The total closed at 8 Minus 115, the Royals minus 105, the Dodgers, or the Angels, I should say, and then Houston and Oakland. Oh, you wanted to point something out? Well, let me give you something here. And I think for those of you that are grinding out baseball this late in the season. And it is a grind. Yeah. I'm not a a big single game parlay guy. They long-term are losing propositions. Yep. Right? Any type of parlay, but now you're trying to get more than one thing right. I have targeted Noah Syndergaard. You take the top two base stealers on just about any team that he's facing – you, you maybe even three, maybe a round robin, throw two in a row. We're getting plus 13, 17, 1800 sometimes on getting two stolen bases in this game. Syndergaard gives up more stolen bases than anyone you're going to see. So tonight, you know, this would have been something to get in on a Kansas City mm-hmm. base runner or two to steal a base on Noah Syndergaard. He's just the worst in Major League Baseball at, at holding runners. We've seen it time and time again. So that's something now that we're halfway through the season that I've gone to quite a bit. Yeah, now we have more of a sample size halfway through the season, and we can at least uh, know that it's not just some, a random occurrence or anything like that, that this is actually a thing. Here, we got and two. Amy. We got Ben yeah. Attendi, we got Merrifield. So th- these would have been the two two of the three guys I probably would have gone with tonight. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't have the single-game parlay for me today. But keep it in mind, if you're going forward, you want a single-game parlay, I target Noah Syndergaard, look at who steals bases on every team, and then make three or four bets. Even if they're small wagers, we're talking 13, 14, 18 to 1. It's worth a sprinkle when he's on the mound. There you go. We like that plus money action there. 13, 14, 15, 18 to 1. I can get convinced on that. Uh, The Houston Astros, they lead the Oakland A's out in the Bay Area. 1-0, bottom of the second. Still early on there. Uh, The Astros went off as minus 220 favorites. And the Padres are getting beat up quite a bit by the Detroit Tigers. The Tigers lead 12 to 4 in the bottom of the eighth. Tigers were plus 145. The home dog, they're the Padres. Minus 170. We got a couple minutes left in the segment here, Holden. And I think throughout the show, it would be good to kind of get your betting background, some of your strategies. I know before we started the show, you said that you were very big into live betting. Mm-hmm. Why is that that you find more value betting it live than pre-flop? Yeah, it, well, it goes sport to sport too, okay? Mm-hmm. In baseball, it's a little bit more live betting than pregame. Why? I feel like if I'm seeing the Dodgers, like I said, a run line at minus 155. Long-term better, you're not going to make money betting minus 155, especially on the run line. But if there is a situation where the Nationals come out, take an early lead, maybe we get that run run line down to maybe 115. Maybe if they take a 2-0 lead, we could actually get the money line. Well, that'd probably be a 3-0 lead to get the money line to where we (laughs) needed it anyways. But yeah, I, I just think there's opportunities to attack 
if you're watching and staying focused in these games. The best one, though, I do not bet pregame in the NBA. The NBA, <laughs> with the exception of the postseason this year, the NBA, you're always, 98% of the time, going to get a better number in-game. And I think if you pay attention to these games, you can get a, a, an edge and beat the algorithm. Yeah, NBA pre-flop betting, I think, is a fool's errand, <laughs> especially in the regular season as well there that's one that i think either yeah. you're betting on dogs you can you can middle these games so much with the three-point variance so i think it's to your advantage to try to bet this in game and wait till those runs happen teams get hot they get cold it's such a big variance game when you're talking about the nba but on the other side we're going to talk about the nfl because that's the sport that everybody once we get to the late in the summertime getting near august we start to ramp this thing up here and in about 45 days that is the countdown for kickoff between the Rams and the Bills. And we're going to start our breakdown early thoughts on the week one games coming up next here on the Nightcap on Visa. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare Betty network Welcome back. This segment of the Nightcap is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back. This is the Nightcap coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Holden Kushner here, host of the Denver CityCast. You can get that wherever you get your podcast. Part of our CityCast um, ensemble here at the network and we're going to talk Denver-Seattle later on in the show here. We were talking about that during the break. A very interesting Monday night football game with Russell Wilson going back to the Pacific Northwest to face the 12s and that Seahawks team that he spent 10 years with in his career. But let's start because we have 45 days away until kickoff, the first game of the regular season for the NFL. Buffalo Bills against the defending champion L.A. Rams. An absolute banger. When the schedule came out in May, I was like, that is the way you start the season here. You have... The Super Bowl favorite against the Super Bowl defending champion here, Bills Rams. And when we do this discussion here, Holden, yep. 
I think it'd be cool just to get our early thoughts on the game and also any futures bets we have on these teams, any angles for win totals or individual awards, anything that comes to mind when we think about the Bills or the Rams. But first off, when you see the line, Bills right now favored by one, the consensus number total at 52. Anything that jump out to you? Well, I, I think we need to just talk about these two teams first mm -hmm. because unders kind of ruled the world last week or last year in week one. Yes. Does it happen again? Who knows? Right. But if you go back and you look at it, it was a little bit under, but we're talking about the bright lights. Now we're talking about two of the best teams in the NFL, the favorite and the defending Super Bowl champion. So uh, to me, I would be shocked if we didn't see points in this game. I shouldn't say shocked. Like we're talking NFL, right? So anything you really think is going to happen <laughs> probably won't happen. Expect the unexpected. Expect the unexpected to say the least. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of this Rams defense, though, and we saw today that Jalen Ramsey, you know, he's, he's off pup. He goes, I'm not a puppy. I'm not a puppy. He's not a puppy. You know, he's not on pup. He's going to be healthy coming back. They signed Donald, so this offensively, love him, right? We love mm -hmm. Cooper Cup. Allen Robinson, I think, is going to be a great fit there. Yep. And ultimately, the running game will figure itself out just like it did last year. I think Cam Akers came back very quickly from that Achilles injury. We really didn't see that great running game in the uh, even into the postseason, especially out of Acres on the Buffalo side, we have our MVP front runner and Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. Right here, we go again. Defensively, a very very strong team that really has not found the right formula to be able to run the football. I know that this is today's NFL, and I get it that Devin Singletary had a strong finish the last season. They addressed the issue in the draft, but ultimately. I see two really, really evenly matched teams here. I don't have any action on it yet. I will be digging into the player props, though, because yeah. you know this is probably going to be a very popular game for that. Um, and, and maybe at this point, as we get closer to this game actually playing, we start hitting the unders because there's going to be a lot of action in this game. Oh, yeah. It's the only game. It's the first game. You and I are waiting for it with bated breath, right? <laughs> We're all just loving it. You know, I think as we get closer to it, we'll find some value betting unders on some of these player props. But as of right now, I mean, which side are you leaning? I mean, to me, I, I thought Pickham was a good number for this mm -hmm. game. So when it comes out and it was Rams one, I was like, all right, maybe they're getting a little bit of home field advantage. It's going to be ring night, banner night for the Rams out there as they hang that banner after last year's Super Bowl championship. But then it's interesting to see it swing in favor of Buffalo because there's so much market respect for this Bills team. I think at the end of last season – the consensus was that the Bills were the best team in football. I thought the Bills were the best team in football. I 100% I thought they were going to yeah. beat Kansas City and then go on to the Super Bowl and yep. beat whoever came out of the NFC. Now those 13 seconds at the end of regulation, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, they pull off that sort of magic. Kansas City wins the coin toss. The rest is history there. So Buffalo, the market sees this team as a great team. Curious to see how the loss of Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator, works out there. Now Ken Dorsey going to take over, calling the plays. Dable, now the head coach of the New York Giants. And also, especially in this game, Tredavious White, coming off of the ACL injury that he suffered on Thanksgiving against the New Orleans Saints, he's on pup right now. He hasn't started to do any on-field workouts. We'll see what happens as training camp progresses. But there's a good chance that he might not even play in this game to where maybe that's why you see the market trending toward the over and Maybe you get in on the Rams if you can find. I'm just curious to see where this number goes. If it sits at one, or do we see maybe Buffalo one and a half or two based off of the public sentiment and also the betting market loving this Bills team? I mean, we're going to overreact to whatever happens week one, right? A thousand percent. But I think the big thing. It's only healthy. That's I'll, what I'll, just tell you what I, I'll just tell you what I'm looking for is the pass rush. Bring in Von Miller. Yeah. 
How much of a difference is this? Now, we're not talking about a mobile quarterback and Matthew Stafford, who, by the way, is rehabbing himself. Mm-hmm. But if we notice there's a little bit more of a pass rush in week number one, that's going to ease my mind on a lot of the questions I have about this Buffalo defense still. And you mentioned White, and it's a it's a legitimate concern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Trey, Trey White is, uh, I think, their best cornerback for this Bills team there. So it's going to be just... I wonder when he'll be able to get back into this thing. I know the Buffalo Bills, they see themselves as a Super Bowl caliber team. They're not going to want to rush him back and just push all the chips into the week one table here because they're playing the long game, and I think they're going to try to be patient with him. Now, I'm looking at DraftKings right now because both of these teams are favored to win their respective divisions. Buffalo, an odds-on favorite, minus 225 Mm -hmm. to win the AFC East and repeat as champions. The Rams are at plus 125. The Niners, plus 150 in the NFC West. So the Rams have a little bit more competition. But is there a side that you would favor here in the division market? Because I know what the odds say, but where would you want to put your money price also sensitive to that discussion We're just looking at the AFC East. AFC East and NFC West. When you compare the Bills and the Rams – which team would you would rather? Which team would you rather bet on to win their respective? Well, I mean, look. Let, let, let's let's talk this out together. We're gonna do an exercise. We're gonna flush it out because let's right off the top of my head is the is that the Rams could be ripe for the picking, right? Okay. But we don't know what San Francisco is gonna get with Trey Lance, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what are we gonna see with him? They did win with Jimmy Garoppolo, but. They didn't turn the ball over very much. Is Lance going to turn the ball over very much? And if he does, I think that's going to be a major issue for them. The Seattle Seahawks are a joke. I mean, we're talking Geno Smith or, or, or Drew Locke, Locke, right? So what does that leave in the division? Who? who? <laughs> yeah, you get the, what, the Arizona Cardinals or something like that? Now, yes, they gave, they gave Kyler Murray all the money in the world. I, I personally am not as high on Kyler Murray as the Arizona Cardinals are. I think he's a great talent. But I think what I, have, what I have seen with my own eyes since he's coming into this league, when he's 100%, even 90%, he is the most, outside of Lamar Jackson, the most electrifying quarterback with his feet. When you see him on the injury report, he does not use his legs as much. And this team is not nearly as potent as it is. So if Kyler stays relatively healthy, he can run most of the season, then I think the Cardinals have a shot at taking the Rams down. But to me... And we do have a lot of different winners in this division, too, don't yep. we? It turns over. There's a lot of injuries. The Rams have a very good shot of repeating as far as the Bills go. I mean, I guess we could say the Dolphins could take a step up. I got to see it before I believe it. Jalen Waddell and Tyree Kill are two great, great weapons there. Mm-hmm. Chase Edmonds, I saw that Mostert's coming back, too, defensively. Nice little pass rush. Um, as far as the, the Patriots go, how about what they did this offseason? Nothing defensively. Just address the offense, offense, offense. So a lot's going to be on Mac Jones there, I suppose, just because of the pedigree. We could look at Belichick and the Patriots, but ultimately there's a reason why these two teams are the favorites right now. And I would have – there's no reason for me to back any other team in those divisions. And actually at the juice I'm looking at, there's no reason to bet the favorites either. So I'll pass on both those divisions. You pass on both – and that's what I've done. I've passed on both Mm -hmm. of these divisions. I don't have a single bet – in the AFC East or in the NFC West. I also do not have a bet on this game or any of these teams in the futures market because the futures market is pricing these teams as they're legitimately Super Bowl caliber teams, and I don't want to pay those types of prices, at least as we sit here on July 25th. Uh, Maybe closer to the end of the season, yeah, all right, I can bet on one of that because I'm not going to tie my money up for as long. But, I mean, 7-1 to or plus 650 when you're getting the Bills to win the Super Bowl, 
it doesn't get much better than that. I mean, unless you think that it should be four to one, but I don't think anybody would think that in the NFL. We are sitting here at this gorgeous sports book at Circa, and all I can tell you right now is they are more than thrilled that we're talking futures because it is a cash cow. It is. There's a lot. They love when we bet money on these futures here, and there's some that I feel comfortable with. But boy, you want to go lay the chalk with the Rams and the and the Bills right now? The books are going to take your money and they're going to go left. It's one of the most profitable <laughs> things that they get out of the NFL season, and it is very profitable, Femi. Yeah, no, it's it's the futures market. I like to take more longer shots, mm-hmm. especially in a sport like the NFL, to where we know you're just as likely to go six and ten as you are ten and mm-hmm. six. I guess now that would be seven and ten and ten and seven. Now that we have seventeen games, but it's such a parity-driven sport to where. It, things can flip just like that. We see every year a team goes from worst to first in their division. So I would not want to tie my money up at a short price like 7-1 to one plus 650 in the NFL. Just too much can happen. And oh, by the way, it's also the most violent sport. Uh, battle of attrition. Guys get hurt. And I don't want to have that sort of ticket and put that much money into the pot if I don't have to here before the season gets underway. On the other side, we bring our first guest on the show. Russell Brown, National Scout and NFL Draft Analyst for Cover One, joins us next here to talk the rookies in the NFL. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 plus only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Welcome back. This is the Nightcap coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. He's Holden Kushner. I'm Femi Bebefe. And joining us now, our first guest on the program this evening, Russell Brown, National Scout and NFL Draft Analyst over at Cover One. Russell, we appreciate your time this evening. And let's get right to it. I want to get to the lone quarterback in the first round of this past spring's NFL Draft What's your evaluation on Kenny Pickett now that he's with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and how soon do you think we might see Pickett start for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Well, it's going to be interesting. It's certainly the uh, you know probably the biggest camp battle of quarterbacks I think as we head into this year. I, I thought Kenny Pickett was the best quarterback uh, this this past year in the draft. I really thought he was the guy that was most pro ready. And as he battles with Mitchell Trubisky, and I know a lot of football fans out there are going to be like, well, it's Mitchell Trubisky. We know what he is. And I agree. But the Pittsburgh Steelers just kind of have a way to be a good football team, no matter who they are, no matter who's running the show. So I think ultimately, you know, Mitchell Trubisky will probably win that job. And with due time, Kenny Pickett will eventually get his opportunity to play. I don't think it'll be right away. Uh, could it be within six or seven weeks? Absolutely. It obviously just depends on the direction that the team is going. Now, if they start 0-4, 0-5, 1-4, something like that, then I think Pickett will go. But he is certainly the guy that, like I said, was probably the most pro-ready, very efficient, very effective when moving in and out of the pocket, reminded me a lot of Derek Carr. Uh, he had completed over 62% of, of, of passes in his career. He had 81 touchdowns. You know, he is going to be 24. That was kind of a downside. But I think 
you know, with how well he did with throwing at all three levels of the field, especially underneath and on mesh concepts, you know, he's not afraid to take those shots deep down the field. I think it's very intriguing with players like Chase Claypool, George Pickens, who they added, Deontay Johnson. So I'm very intrigued with Kenny Pickett. But again, I think it's going to be five or six weeks for him. Ahmad Gardner, uh, defensive player of the year as far as uh, rookies go. We've got a lot of, of uh, big-time draft picks here, and I want to get to the Jets in particular. This is a team – we're going to talk week one, Femi. Ravens and Jets coming up here, and I wonder how much these early-round picks can make an impact for the Jets right away to give them a little edge against Baltimore. Well, I, I love what they did – in this draft, I mean, to, to go with, with Sauce Gardner, to land Jermaine Johnson as late as they did, who I thought was a top 10 player, to get Garrett Wilson, who you could argue was the best receiver in the draft, depending on who you talk to. But to get Sauce, you know, starting there, it, it's just such a great pick for them because when you think of Robert Sala, he's, he's a guy that's known for his defenses. You think of the San Francisco 49, 49ers. They had a primary boundary corner by the name of Richard Sherman for so long there in San Francisco. Sala knows that. Sauce Gardner, primary, a boundary corner, and he's going to do just that for the New York Jets. I love his overall press man ability. Very good length for the position. He is somebody that's consistently added weight. You know, he's added close to 30 pounds since high school. He's 200 pounds. He's a little lanky, but I think if, you know, he adds another five pounds, we're talking about a true press man corner that's going to be able to handle the physicality that is within the NFL. I loved him at, in this draft. I thought he was the best corner. I loved him at four. He makes so much sense. As you go to Garrett Wilson, he, like I mentioned, could very well be the best receiver in this draft. He could certainly make that immediate impact. I love the way he runs his routes at all different types of speeds. He runs these routes and his release packages are very similar to like a point guard crossing somebody over, taking it down the lane. And, and that's kind of how Garrett Wilson is at 6'1", 192, really good body control, really good athlete. So I, I'm very intrigued with how he fits in into this offense. I think he's going to be eventually the, the true number one. Corey Davis just always has kind of been that number two. But with Davis, Moore, and Wilson, it is truly one of the young trios, maybe the best young trio in the NFL. And then Jermaine Johnson, like I mentioned, top 10 player in the draft for me. I loved how explosive he was. I thought he has gotten better every single year. I mean, you go to Georgia in 2020. He was a rotational defensive player. He's now the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. It just goes to show that this guy really took his work seriously, and I love what he's been able to do. I think he is, he's going to be a great pass rusher for them. So if you're a Jets fan, I'd be all for their draft, especially in the first round. Those guys are going to help right away. We're speaking with Russell Brown, National Scout and NFL Draft Analyst for Cover One. Russell, a lot of the discussion during the draft cycle was that Aiden Hutchinson was the quote-unquote safest prospect. Of the pass rushers that were at the top of the draft there, is Hutchinson the guy you think that would make the most immediate impact, or is there someone else that might be able to make a bigger impact than Hutchinson right away? I mean, I certainly think Aiden Hutchinson is that guy. He was, he was my best player in the draft. He was just that player that had that ability to translate speed to power, really good length for the position. The more and more that you look at him, you see a player that just has great overall sides for the position. You know, at times he looked stiff in his hips, but he just got after it. High motor type of player, often compared, you know, you see comparisons to Chris Long and and Jared Allen, and and there's just so many different players with those high motor, 
great productive careers. He might never be a, a 18 to 20 sack guy, but you don't need him to be. If he's a 10 to 15 sack guy consistently over the first eight to 10 years of his career, you're talking about a fantastic player. And it's exactly what the Lions needed. Um, outside of that, I will say Kayvon Thibodeau. He was my second ranked player. For him to go to five at the Giants, I was a little surprised by that, but I like the fit there. Ultimately, that's where he wanted to be. He is one of those guys that knows how to, you know, translate speed to power himself, but he's got really good lower body flexibility. He kind of has that ghost move. I really am just intrigued with New York, who kind of gets a player that's very marketable for them, but also just from a football sense, they needed a good football player. And Kayvon was one of the most overthought players in this draft, regardless of personality, <clears throat> off the field, on the field, whatever you want to say. So I think those two for sure are guys that are going to hit right away. I think Trayvon Walker takes a little bit of time there with the Jaguars and, and just kind of with how they have built that thing up. I mean, there's a lot of ability there, but I think it takes some time with a player like that. So obviously those are the top three guys in the draft. And I think they're going to, you know, they're all going to contribute in some way, but certainly uh, Thibodeau and Hutchinson are going to be the guys. Tennessee Titans. They have a lot of targets up for grabs here without AJ Brown anymore. They took Traylon Burks. Uh, there were some conditioning issues in the off season. Looks like he's, he's reported he's going to be just fine. Talk to me about his role or talk to us about his role in this Tennessee offense. It's not that often you're going to find game-changing wide receivers come right into the league, and just like that, they're going to make an impact. What are your expectations for this kid in year one? Well, absolutely. I mean, he is, he's one of those guys that the more and more you watched of him, like, you loved him at first. Like when I first watched him, it was like love at first sight. And then the more and more I watched, it kind of fell a little bit out of love with him just simply because of his body type. He did look a little out of shape actually at Arkansas. And obviously he's a freakish athlete. He's going to be like, just, you know, just fine. Like you mentioned, I, I love that. He's a natural pass catcher. I love his ability to catch away from his body. I think he's got great speed and overall athletic ability for his size he was very versatile and the versatility stood out every step of the way, whether you watched the Florida game, both Georgia games, Alabama, those were the games I watched. And that really stood out because he could go, he could align in the backfield and motion out on a swing pattern, or he could jet motion and catch a swing pass. He could catch a wide receiver screen and get in the open field and, and gone, you know? So he's one of those players that I think you just design certain plays and offenses for him. And it's going to do wonders for him. And I think, eventually he's going to become that true number one receiver for that offense. I don't think it's going to happen right away because obviously this offense, it runs through, uh, it runs through Derrick Henry, but Robert Woods, I think a lot of people forget they have Robert Woods. He's a consistent, you know, 75 reception type guy over the course of his career. He's consistent for five receptions, 75 yards when healthy. So I think Woods is going to have a pretty big role in this offense. Burks will at times, you know, have those big weeks, those monster weeks, but I think he'll obviously contribute right away, but I don't think it's going to be, you know, potential offensive rookie of the year type numbers like some people project. Hey, Russell, we got about 30 seconds left here, and it's taken us all the way to the end of the interview to talk about the number one overall pick, Trayvon Walker. <laughs> what should we expect from him out in Jacksonville? Yeah, my fault. I'm, I'm a bit of a rambler. I'm excited. But, you know, look, <laughs> Trayvon Walker, great size, great overall ability. You see what he can do. He, I think, is going to fit into that defense, but I still think it's going to take him some time. He's got to get a pass rush plan. He needs more polishing. Once he gets there, he's going to be, I think, just fine, but it's going to take some time. So a little rough around the edges. Maybe he's a five to seven sack guy to start his career. I think there's a reason why Trayvon Walker is not near the top of the board for defensive rookie of the year, despite going 
first overall here in the draft. Trent Baalke loves him, the betting market not as much. He is Russell Brown, national scout and NFL draft analyst over at Cover One. Russell, we appreciate the time. Good info, and we'll hope to talk soon. Absolutely, guys. Thanks. Anytime. Good stuff from Russell there. Um, interesting. Kenny Pickett. Probably not late until later in the season, week six, week seven, although he is the betting favorite to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. So maybe he's a vulnerable favorite if he's not going to be on the field right away here for the Steelers. On the other side, we asked the question, who's more likely to get traded, Kevin Durant or Juan Soto? Next here on the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. VEASAN football betting guides are coming soon, and there is no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Reserve your copy of the football betting guides today and get access to everything we offer for the entire football season with a VEASAN all-access subscription. Make this football season your best ever. Subscribe now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Nightcap coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino. Femi Abebefe alongside Holden Kushner. We just had Russell Brown of Cover One on in the last segment, helping us break down some of these rookies because I feel like we have the draft and then we kind of forget about it because the NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, baseball, then we start thinking about this season and all the veterans. We almost forget about the rookie, so it's good to get a little bit of a primer there from Russell to get us caught back up here on what we could possibly do in the rookie of the year markets. But you during the break, yeah. pointed something out to me in baseball. Right now, the L.A. Dodgers, they're taking on the Washington Nationals. Top of the third, we are still scoreless. The Dodgers went off as heavy, heavy home favorites. Minus 315 on the money line. Nationals plus 255 total at 8.5. So we're trending toward the under so far, but it's very early on. This is baseball, but what stood out to you in the live betting angle? I, I told you, I think a minus 155 run line, long term, you're just going to lose money. Okay. Now the Dodgers this season on the run line have been terrific, but at minus one fifty-five, it's just silly. Well, guess what? Paolo Espino's come out. He shut down the Dodgers for two plus innings now. Um, third time through the second time through the order, I think the Dodgers probably start to get to him. That run line line has come down to minus one thirty-five. I think it's starting to creep into territory where I I, I, okay. could, I could get there. I tell you, I wanted it under minus one thirty. And the Dodgers, by the way. 
probably the only team I would do this with. Even the, even the Yankees, the Astros, none of these other teams would I look at it. The Dodgers just been so good in this spot, mm. and I'm seeing them at a minus one thirty five. You could shop around find a find a minus twenty five. I, I would hit it hundred percent. So I think we're getting to that point now to where lower scoring game early on. Espino, he's gonna get exposed a little second time through the order. And the Nationals bullpen is just a Travis Sham mockery. So. <laughs> I think at this point, uh, uh, Travis Sham mockery. Yeah, it's it, well. There's not enough. There's not enough adjectives to. I don't want to use a whole bunch. Of, I figured I'd throw three or four together just Love to it. get the point home. Love it. So I think we're getting dangerously close to to backing the Dodgers here on the run line. And then the other game I was looking at. I mean, if I'm getting plus three hundred, Astros A's four one Oakland. Not going to pull the trigger. Not going to pull the trigger. But at at plus three hundred. Down three runs on the road with an Oakland bullpen that, again, I, I, they're not a Travis Sham mockery. They're a big disappointment, though. I'll say that. Okay. So a little bit of a step up. They're a step up, but they're still hot garbage. <laughs> that is something we're also, I would look at a plus 300. I will at least keep me on, my eye on it. So I think there's two games for me that I'm looking at right now. This Dodgers-Nationals game. I mean, if we can get this game into the fourth inning, scoreless, and then look at the run line, uh, that's kind of sexy to me. And then the other thing I'm talking about here is the Astros. So would you say that on any given game, you have numbers in your head that yes. you feel like are buy points mm-hmm. in the live betting market? Because I know a lot of folks who are newer betters that are just getting started in this thing, they probably think the handicap ends once the game starts. But for you, you stick to kind of some of those numbers that you're looking for. And given the situations as well, you watch the games and see what's actually taking place and make sure there's no injuries. But you probably have a certain buy point, like you said, with this Dodgers run line thing to where at minus 155, it's a little bit too much juice. But once you get to minus 130, then it's a little bit more palatable. I'm in Denver, so I have a chance to uh, bet live. And it is my favorite thing. Now, betting live here is a little more difficult. And I've talked to you about that today. So I think people that are based in Vegas, they can live bet. And I do have a couple of good friends I met with today. They're like, what are you talking about? We can live bet. It's really the, the options aren't there. The menu isn't the same. And, and, and for me, there's a lot of people that just don't even know what live betting is. And there's a difference between in-game and live. Because I go down there, I say, guys, can I live bet? They say, no, you can in-game bet. You can in-game bet. When an in-game bet, this play has to stop. They'll throw the number up there real quick, and you're done. When you're live betting, I'll have four or five apps up. We're, fl- we're flowing through this. But the most important thing, and I say this all the time, live betting, you better come in with a plan, Femi. You can't just go in and say, all right, Giants, Diamondbacks, oh, the Giants look really good, minus 195 money line, they're at the plate light. Let's just back the Giants. Why? Because they're the better team. No, 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 no. Sit down, come back, have that number in mind like I told you. Dodgers pregame, if I get that run line under 130, under 30, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. That's a way to go, and we're getting closer to that. Have a number in mind. Come up with your own numbers. Now, a lot of people don't have the time to do that, and I get it. You know, how many, how many live bettors are there really out there right now? To me, this is going to be the next big thing in betting. Once it's across, you will be live betting before it's all said <laughs> and done, my friend. I guarantee you it is just it's such a great feeling, live betting player props and things like that. But my number one uh, rule of advice here, I would say, go on with a plan. Don't, don't just look at a game and go, oh, this, this feels right. Don't bet on this. You, live betting, you can bet on feel because you are feeling the game out. Yeah. But if you bet on feel without any preparation, 
you're going to be a loser long term. No, I think, I think that's great advice there because I know a lot of folks that are getting into this thing, they might see the offerings and they get a little bit overwhelmed or yeah. they might not even know that they have the possibility of live betting or even in-game betting once yeah. you get the commercials and all that stuff. So I think that was a great uh, breakdown on how you kind of attack these things from a strategic standpoint here. Um, anything else on the baseball card right now that stood out to you from the scores that we've seen? I know it feels like it's been pretty scoreless so far yeah. for some of these night games. I know the Mariners, either the Rangers actually just took a one nothing lead in the top of the third there. That game was scoreless, but now the Rangers now lead it one nothing. They went off as plus 135 dogs there. Angels down 5 nothing against Kansas City in the top of the eighth yeah. here. Um, the Red Sox look like they might be able to take care of business against Cleveland. They're up 3-1 in the top of the ninth, but scoreless out in the desert. Yeah, like I told you, I, I feel like this is a game where we can go under with this Rangers-Mariners game, mm -hmm. West Coast game, two teams, uh, two pitchers. Flexen has pitched better lately. Glenn Otto is one of the worst pitchers in Major League Baseball. The money came in, pushed that total up to what, eight and a half? Eight and a half. Eight and a half, right? I said hit the under on that one. Right now, they got one run. They're in the third inning. The other thing, you said there was a lot of money coming in on the Rangers, on the Rangers which I found very interesting. And guess what? They're up one nothing right now. A lot of game to be played, but I, I, I understood the Rangers' play. I still like the under in this game, even if you can grab it live at 7.5. I think it's an underplay. I believe we just have a home run at Dodger Stadium, so the Dodgers now take that one. Uh, yep, that ain't Clay, happening. Clay Thompson's brother, Trace Thompson. Done. We're not getting that 130, buddy. We're not getting that <laughs> minus 125 unless you found it at a, at a shop. That is over. <laughs> what I tell you, you know, we're coming up now. We're getting to the bottom of the order, and then we're going to flip it around. They're going to be at the top of the order. It's yeah. probably Once the heavy hitters late. come up. And, and that's the other thing, Femi, if you're, if you're new to live betting, it's okay to walk away. Like, I'll go in, I'll watch five games in a night. If I don't place a bet, that stinks. I kind of feel like I wasted a night, but I'd rather not bet than put in losing bets. Yeah. And James Salinas, my partner yeah. on Betting Across Love America, James. every Sunday, yeah, James, another guy out there in Colorado, he always tells me, I'm not looking for action, I'm looking for winners. Yes. And, and that's the good, good way to approach betting sports here, especially whether you're doing live, in-game, or pre-flop. Well, we teased this on the other side in the mm -hmm. last segment here, Holden, uh, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it because Juan Soto – yeah. possibly could be traded by the trade deadline on August 2nd. Kevin Durant, we saw the report earlier today from Adrian Wojnarowski at ESPN, Shams Sharania of The Athletic also reporting that the Celtics have emerged as this favorite to acquire Kevin Durant. Now, the package that's being put together by Boston reportedly revolves around Jalen Brown, Ooh their second-best player here. Yeah. So, in your opinion, who gets traded first? Yeah. Is it Juan Soto or Kevin Durant? I have an insight here, and, and listen, okay. I might not be right. I, I hosted okay. the Mike Rizzo show for four years oh, in Washington, so, so, so D.C. You, okay? so you're plugged I in get this. in this guy's, this guy's mindset at this point. I think it would take the offer of a lifetime, a Herschel Walker deal, if you'll remember that deal. I, from as, all a the, as, as a Cowboy fan, I do remember a, that deal. Yeah, it, is, <laughs> it, it would be a franchise-changing deal. I don't think they get that here, Femi. I don't think they get it in season. I think they get it off season. You let some of these general managers make their moves – Take a little bit more time in the offseason. Get the big package, even though you're not getting him for the extra half season. Mm -hmm. I think Durant at this point, it's all but a fait accompli. I think Durant is gone. He has already so. given he has given the, the, the trade go-ahead. We got the rumor with the Celtics before the start of next season, and that's going to be a lot – it's going to be before baseball ends. Yep. Durant gets traded before Soto. Wait for – if Soto gets traded, I'd be very surprised before the offseason. You know, it's funny because Tim Murray, who's the usual host of this show, last week asked me if Soto gets traded, and I leaned toward the no yeah. just because I didn't see anybody putting something together in such a short amount of time. Now, there are packages that could be put out there together, but 
these teams, I don't think anyone's in a rush to really give up valuable assets to get him because the teams that are being rumored to Soto are all really good without Juan Soto. Mm -hmm. So unless maybe they make a trade to try to block another team from getting Juan Soto that could be in their path, Can't do I, I don't really see anything happening mm -hmm. here for Soto. And as a Seattle Mariner fan, I could dream of Soto coming to the Pacific Northwest, but I don't know if they're going to want to part ways with a really, a really Mariners healthy fan. I've never met one. We're out there. <laughs> we're, we're a little quiet, but we're out there. <laughs> <laughs> Hour number two, we turn our attention back to week one of the NFL. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.